This is the Better Life, Better Work Show, and I'm your host, Allison Crow. I'm a life and self-leadership coach for authentic and ambitious small business owners and professionals. I show up here in your ears as a transparent leader doing the same inner and outer work that you are. I'm here to remind you that you're probably a gardener and not a machine and that soft, sustainable and soulful success is actually available to you on your own terms. Emotional presence and wellness are also available to you as someone who juggles both an amazing business and a beautiful life. I'm here to remind you that more is not better, better is better. Welcome to another Riding in the Car episode with Allison. I am hoping the sound is good. I have on my trusty plug-in earphones. I don't know, y'all. I have a couple of sets of AirPods, and they just don't cut it mic-wise. They're great for listening to things, but they are not great for miking up. So it is, this is episode number 167, I'm pretty sure. Thank you for riding in the car with me. Leroy Brown, my white boxer, and I are on a crosstown trek to his cardiologist. Yes, my dog has a cardiologist. Um, If you don't know, I have two now dogs. I had three. One of my sweet pups passed away after um, a year of living with cancer. Um, And he was an old dude. Rocky Potato died in December. We came home from my birthday trip. This is why there were no episodes in February, by the way, or very few. Um, We came home from my birthday trip to a sick dog and a sick family member. So the family member stuff is all behind the scenes. It's Nunya business. It's not even my business, not my story to, to tell. But that has um, been this thing going on. And then Leroy Brown just was not himself and took him to the vet. And they were like, oh, my God, he needs to go to the cardiologist. My vet later told me she did not think he would live that night. Um, but he did. He is stable. He is on six meds. <laughs> Um, He is living with a couple of different kinds of heart failure. Um, I've gone through three dogs with heart failure. It sucks. Um, But Leroy has a different kind. And then he also has an arrhythmia, which I'm pretty sure he's had his whole life. And um, yeah, so it's not fantastic news. It's heartbreaking. And my pal is in the back seat of my truck with me, and we are crossing town today and tomorrow to do this monitor. So why am I telling you all this personal stuff? You know when I realized what it made me realize? Oh, and by the way, my other dog, Clementine, <laughs> she's not doing great either. She has some hip problems. So it's been really fun to send all this money to these vets lately. Um, and I am so grateful to... I'm so grateful for the care that we're able to give our dogs to give them the best lives possible. Um, But what I realize is that each one of you living this has a life that is not a part of social media, right? Um, Some of you are more private on social media. Some of you are public. Some of you may not even be on social media at all. 
And I think it's cute. I don't know if my mom listens to my podcast. If you do, hi, mom. Um, but sometimes I think that my my parents, I make up a story that my parents like watch my Facebook feed, so they never ask me. <laughs> my mom does. But they don't really ask me anything because they think they know all of my life that is on Facebook. And I do share a lot on social media. I, I um, yeah, I just do. And... It is just a good sobering reminder that there's a phrase, everybody is struggling with something that you don't know about. And so I just want to honor whatever is going on in your world, in your family, in your heart, in your life that is private and that is yours. I mean, obviously, we have a lot of things going on in the global situation that are heavy. I just want to acknowledge that um, the Ukrainian people are really suffering and struggling and that there's a war going on while we're over here driving our dogs to expensive cardiologists and both and can exist at the same time um but yes there's you know covid is still going on for a lot of people um there are people in my family that have been severely severely impacted by covid there are many of you listening that have been impacted um, have lost family members like right there's a lot of stuff going on so i just want to acknowledge your humanness with so much compassion and one of the things i'm learning about and and this is the direction this episode is going and let's see let's make up a title right now coming home to you um, I see it everywhere now. Ask me how I know. The reason I see it, like if you spot it, you got it, right? I see everywhere humanity, including my individual self and possibly your individual self and definitely the people I work with. And I just see it everywhere is human beings trying to escape their own truth trying to escape their connection with themselves because 50% of being human is really difficult and we have been trained to avoid and to bypass and to not feel we have been shamed into this is one thing I see all the time I see it on calls with my clients and I see it on calls where I'm I'm the client and my peers and people start touching something tender and emotional and they start crying and immediately we apologize and we start making excuses and y'all our tears are holy our humanness is holy and I'm really passionate about this hello large truck I'm really passionate about this because I personally know living the first 40 years of my life, and by the way, so much joy and so many wonderful memories and so much depression. And I've done quite a few episodes about depression. Um, I don't know if I've done any about anxiety because that came after depression, And I didn't want to chalk my depression up to this clinical family thing that my doctor who treated my dad and my grandfather was like, oh, this is what happens to all the crow kids. We all have depression. And I didn't. I mean, yes, depression is part biological and genetic, but it's also part nature, nurture, genetics. And for me... 
I have found ways to choose to be that have lightened that so much. So for me, I, I realized after 20 years of literally struggling with depression chronically, I realized that I was depressing so much down, right? I was cutting off my internal and physical um, access to myself. And I think the reason I use, I don't think, the reason I use coming home to yourself was because recently I was out in the world at a retreat at these... um, I have a girlfriend that puts on these amazing retreats. They're very luxurious experiences and they're meant to give you an experience, an experience of luxury and an experience of monetary wealth. And um, I'm so glad those experiences are out there. And my body (laughs) falls apart when I leave home. I'm working on that, but it was so strange because my body was very physically uncomfortable. I had trouble sleeping and I've actually done a lot of work at home. I have a routine. I have nourishing practices. I um, I cannot believe I'm saying that I have a routine. Y'all, I grew up in chaos. Most of us did. Many of us did. And I've just really come to appreciate the beautiful routines that I've created for myself and my life and the spaciousness and just the routines like my morning routine is so nourishing (laughs) it's not hard it's um maybe I'll do another episode sometimes about specifically what are my nourishing practices not that those would be nourishing practices for you but that might give you some idea of things that you may not be aware of that can be immensely supportive to everything in your world. And so I'm away from home. I'm sleeping in in a rental bed in this giant mansion. And my body is not happy with it. My It was interesting, the four corners of my body, like my shoulders, my hips, and then the spine. It was like the letter I was just, oh my God, I just had it hit. It was the letter I. <laughs> okay, it's the letter I, right? And this is it look inward inquire within oh god our bodies are so smart so usually what i do when my body physically hurts i do begin to just slow down and check within and ask my body parts and it's fascinating how our outer world can reflect wisdom for our inner world so as i reflected and as i because i was physically uncomfortable part of my ways of coping with physical pain are my breath, breathe y'all, and also centering, um, slowing down my thinking, slowing down my breath, and just bringing my attention to inside my body and to my breath. And it actually works to relieve pain. It's very cool. And it was fascinating how when I got home, the pain went away. I can do a whole nother episode making up stories and meanings and all this other stuff. But I just realized that I have created, quote, home, not just physically home. My home is this way, but my business home, my relationships home, coming home. And home is not just an external thing. 
Now, my goal, right, is to build the body, the nervous system, the heart, the mind, to be at home in myself no matter where I am. Like, that's something I am cultivating with intention so that I can go be in a different environment and still create home in my body so that I don't have physical discomfort, so that I don't wig out so much. And and there are so many ways as human beings, especially when we're physically or emotionally uncomfortable. Y'all know I don't like the phrase negative emotions. Um, that we try to escape ourselves, that we try to flee our home selves. And one of my experiences at this retreat was um, there was an activity that I just didn't want to do. And I was in my own little mind, not out too much in the world. I might have shared with a friend, but I was like, I was pissy. (laughs) I was irritated. And I know enough to know now not to be in the drama of my irritation, but to drop into what is my desire underneath the irritation. Because that's where the wisdom is. And to meet my irritation with compassion, right? I don't want to froth my irritation into drama. I don't want to dismiss it either, right? I don't want to shove it down and go, oh, just be positive. Enjoy the fucking experience. And so I found ways in my own little heart and in my journal to glorify and honor and move towards my irritation and discomfort, That is an an example of staying at home. And so I, I came away from this retreat with amazing clarity. I am so thankful that there are so many coaches out there Um, And I remember this happening in my early in my coaching career when I was being trained as a coach and, you know, our, they would set up things where we would have this experience of earning money. And I love earning money. I love money. I love what money can do for me. It is not, I don't want to say it's not a priority because it is a, it is a priority, but my heart doesn't get super it's it's not a driver that let's put it that way it's not a driver um it's not my primary motivation and so sometimes i can get squirrely around wealth i also grew up with um really wealthy grandparents i went to a wealthy private school and i also grew up with really poor grandparents so i grew up in this paradox and so i personally have had a lot of exposure to material wealth. If you are a realtor listening to this, you'll get this for sure. Realtors too. Um, when you are a realtor, you see houses in all price ranges and it just becomes normal. Um, for me, my greatest expression of wealth and money is that I use the restroom in clean drinking water. In America, we... we like the fact that I have a mattress that is so physically comfortable and the fact that I use the restroom in clean drinking water, right? That's clean drinking water is what comes into our toilets. That to me is like the ultimate of wealth. Okay, I digress. No, I don't digress. I just wander. That's what I do. Coming home to you. So these external experiences... Absolutely, there is a place for them. And I couldn't figure out why sometimes they create an irritation in my system. And I got so much clarity when I came home, both 
physically and in my own heart, because I was willing to look under my discomfort and irritation, I was able to see, oh, this is what my values are. This is the experience I give my clients. My purpose, and it has been my purpose all along. It may have come in different names, but my purpose is to give my clients the luxury experience of coming home to themselves. And never has that been more obvious and more practice and building my skill and my passion for as it has been the last year studying internal family systems. I am also now studying compassionate inquiry and compassionate inquiry with Gabor Mate and internal family systems with the internal family IFS Institute. What I love about these, you can call them modalities, but to me, they're a way of practicing being human with myself and with others is that with care and compassion, we go within and we meet and relate with parts of ourselves that most of the world and most of life has told us to avoid or shove away. Some of the ways that I disconnect, I told my therapist to share, um, I started with a new therapist. I'm, I meet with him almost every single week. He's an IFS therapist. Um, and I told him, like, one of my primary goals for therapy were to really be tender and aware and compassionate and meet myself in the ways that I disconnect from my truth, from my being, from my body. One of those is also my greatest strength, my brain, my smart parts, my thinking, my strategy, my vision. A lot of those um, have been really useful resources and ways of being for me. And there are times when I can use um, gathering information and my needs for certainty to escape myself. Another way that I um, am very aware of and I am I'm doing really good with with most days, Amazon, right? Like buying something, um, the dopamine hit of buying sometimes, I notice that when I want to escape myself, sometimes I will pick up my phone and I will look at the Amazon app for something, you know, to see what pops up. And I've made some parameters and rules for myself that anything I want, I really have to wait 24 hours to see if I really want it. But what is, what is interesting is a coach a long time ago taught me about the cravings behind, I think she was doing like an alcohol program. So when we have behaviors um, that help us outsource discomfort, a lot of times human beings are focusing on the behavior, right? And not the craving that drives the behavior. And so I've been on a few year journey of like, if I'm wanting to drink, like if I have a strong urge to drink or if I have a strong urge to buy something, to slow myself down and gently and curiously inquire within what am I craving, what feelings may I be trying to avoid, and um, it's been a really nourishing and supportive practice to notice those cravings. And here's something I want to share with you. I wrote a post on Facebook recently about nourishing practices 
oh, my sweethearts. And I am this way too, right? The information that we want, the results that we want, whether we want them outer results in our business or, or whether we're trying to become a better or different human being, we want those results so fast, right? So like if you want to lose weight, then all of a sudden you're frustrated because it, you know, how, how many years did it take to put on the extra weight? It didn't happen in two weeks, right? But yet these days we, we live in an Amazon Prime world where we're wanting instantaneous results. And a few years ago, uh, I guess in 2017, 16, 17, 2017, when I moved back from Denton to Austin, back to the Austin area, I really committed to a tempo, both internally and externally, of slow down. And I cannot tell you how much slowing down, while difficult at first, has created so much ease and awareness and so many of the results that I wanted when I was going fast that I couldn't get. Slowing down came home to my internal, I cultivated a new internal rhythm. It took a while. I still live in it. And so a lot of the things that like when we talk about, oh, change the way you think, right? Your being creates your identity. Oh, y'all, wouldn't it be nice if we could pop on our little phones and go to Amazon and order the, the um, being that we want? I've heard it. This is, <clears throat> there's an analogy. Let me take a sip of water. There's an analogy one of my clients sent me um, from an IFS video and it was such a great analogy that you will all get. So internal family systems, um, he was using the analogy that we're like an operating system, like our internal system, our personality, emotional, mind, body, spirit, thinking system is like an operating system. And we have all these different parts and parts are like the part that I call them this is the language I use. It's not the language. You can come up with your own, but like my angry part, my irritated parts, my triggered parts, my tender parts, my little three-year-old parts, my bossy parts, my bitchy parts. I got so many parts. Anyway, so each part is like an app. And one of the things that just like with our phones, there are times when we need software updates um, for the system of our phone or our computer to work properly and at its highest function. And I love that analogy. The only thing that it's missing is that we are able to update our phone, our, both the operating system and the apps, rather quickly. And I have found that operating my, updating my internal system most often takes some gentle, continual, habitual practice. It totally works. But we live in a plug your phone in and update now world. And I just want to gently remind everybody that these internal updates are so worth it. And they may be boring. <laughs> they may they they require commitment and intention, um, right? So just a little nudge to be compassionate with yourself, to be um, to give yourself the time it takes to grow. I don't know about you, but I'm here for the long game. I'm here for this thing called life. As long as I live. 
I don't personally feel this sense of scarcity and urgency about like, I could die. You're right. I could die any day. And I don't feel like this. I have to accomplish all this. What I feel is a sweet connection with this moment. This moment that I am driving on um, like a five lane sort of not quite highway thoroughfare in northwest Travis County past Starbucks and floors next day and sitting here sharing with you like I imagine that you've agreed to to ride in the passenger seat of my car with me while I take Leroy down I can hear Leroy's sweet breath behind me I'm watching the sunrise and the I'm watching the sunrise and I see all the you know the blue of the sky and traffic right like normally traffic is miserable (laughs) but I'm here with you in this moment I don't know I know I'm rambling today I don't have any note cards I just wanted to visit and chat and I wanted to share a couple of the insights and ideas that I've been having lately I wanted to obviously everything I share is an invitation to inquire within for you an invitation, it's, it's never a demand, it's never a telling you how you should be, but it is an invitation for you to cultivate the life and being that you desire to have. <laughs> and I desire, I love this inner cultivation. I love, it just makes me tender. I love cultivating my own inner and outer worlds and I love having the opportunity to be a master gardener that helps you cultivate your internal world and I've seen some really beautiful results in my clients lately where instead of driving and pushing and self-punishment and internal war they're beginning to create internal curiosity and compassion and that is translating to a relaxed nervous system to emotional regulation to a new way of being with all parts of themselves to really welcoming them their own selves home and what happens is in the various contexts so my clients are all business owners is what happens is this regulated nervous system this emotional courage this capacity for being with discomfort this co- compassion for being with all the itchy parts of building a business and sales and marketing and visibility and deliverables and all these things my clients are making more money and they're making money in ways that feel good one of my clients um, I'm gonna have to pull she's so good about like sharing the impact of what this work she's only been in my program for a couple of months and she's in my master not mastermind she's not in my mastermind she's in um solis and she's really taken to the internal family systems and i know that she's worked with some other really amazing high power coaches and i know they've all had an impact but it's also really fun to 
to hear her reflect the absolute impact of turning within out of curiosity and compassion and caring for ourselves and how that changes the internal source of everything that we create in the world create in the world i have another client um, she's so funny because some of her parts really they like to do 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 they like to perform 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 she's an enneagram three if any of you are enneagram threes and she i've had a couple of clients like why are we doing all this navel gazing right they have a part that and and i'll tell you when you begin to do this compassionate inquiry this internal family systems way of being with yourself when you begin to gently and compassionately lean into parts of you that you have shoved away you will have some managers and protectors that will do anything to keep you from feeling that discomfort they will tell you stories they will physically react it is fascinating anyways come home to you i don't know what that means to you i'm learning a new phrase of what it means to come home to me and as i welcome myself i find that i have more compassion for the world about me around me and so this actually is the most altruist altruistic thing i can do for the world right how can i be a contributor to my clients how can i be a contributor to my family how can i be a contributor to my community how can i be a contributor to the world around me is by accessing my own internal truth with compassion and care and creativity and regulating my nervous system, doing these internal practices. By coming home to myself, I create a welcoming space for the rest of the world to heal. That's how I contribute. So um, if you (laughs) are... This journey is not for everybody and not and not for everybody. I don't mean that as like this pious thing. Not everybody is ready. And I'll tell you what, for many years, I was not ready. I was determined to stay in my head and in all the doing and all the Enneagram sevening, busy, 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 moving, 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 fun, fun, fun. All of that was not only in service of building my life and business, but parts of it were in service of staying disconnected from myself and I am committed to being connected with myself and I am committed to helping my clients learn to do that so that they can actually create the life and work right the better life the better work that they dream of I'm about to pull up to this amazing like can you believe there's dog cardiologist how lucky Um, If you have pets or kids or nieces or nephews or family members, anything close by that you love, reach out, hug them, take your glasses off, put your phone down, be physically present with them, enjoy that. I love you. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I'll see you next week. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode and want to dive deeper, come check out the Solely Self-Leadership Society. It's my online coaching membership community 
a networking community, a place to belong, and a place where you can be coached by me in life and business. We dive deep into the practices of both being and doing that help us create our unique version of soulful success. It's a special community of small business owners just like you, and it's where I show up and give my clients personal support at an accessible fee. Check it out at www.coachwithallison.com. As always, thanks for listening. And I want to give a special shout out to Elise Rich from Wide Awake Recordings for her sound production each week on my episodes, especially the car episodes, and for her music composition for my intro and outro. This show is sponsored by my three dogs, Leroy Brown, Clementine, and Rocky Potato. They're here to remind you to consider adopting when you get your next pet. More is not better. Better is better. 